What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So today we're going to talk about the players who had Hall of Fame level careers, but didn't get in because their careers were derailed by injury. They were definitely on that track. I know we hear about this a lot. You know, it's it's something you always hear even you know, in your day-to-day life. Someone says, oh, I was a really great athlete. If not for this injury, I could have done such and such. But this is us looking at it in, you know, from the major league point of view. And we're looking at this from the stance like, okay, these guys really did put up really good numbers. Their careers were just cut short. Had they played longer, they had a very good chance of making the Hall of Fame. Because, you know, talent is not the only element in a Hall of Fame career. Longevity is important too. It's not about just being a great player for some time. You, you really have to do it for for 10, 15 plus years in most instances if you want to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, the the shorter your career, the better you have to be. The longer your career, the I mean, you still have to be good, but you don't have to be as elite if you can play for a really long time. And we've seen examples of that. But anyway, let's just take a look at some players who, who have Hall of Fame cases but were derailed by injuries. Number one is Dustin Pedroia. So his final season was 2019. He was well on his way to building a really compelling case for Cooperstown. But then Manny Machado, who was on the Orioles at the time, slid into him on a play at second base in April 2017. And that incident began a series of knee problems, and that included a number of surgeries and kept Dustin Pedroia out for all but nine games in 2018 and 19. So after he missed all of 2020, he announced his retirement in February 2021 with one season left on his contract. It was really an unfortunate end to a career because he was AL Rookie of the Year, AL MVP, had four gold gloves, four all-star selections, and three World Series rings. You know, through his age 32 season in 2016, if you look at his numbers, he had a resume very similar to that of Craig Biggio at that same point in his career. And while Biggio continued to play nine more seasons, and he, you know, he would clear 3,000 hits and, you know, make it to the Hall of Fame, Dustin Pedroia never got that chance because... That one incident derailed his career. Next up is Troy Tulowitzki. His last appearance in the majors was also 2019. And, yeah, I mean, he, he was injured a lot throughout his career. If, if you look all the way back, I mean, he, he was on the injured list for multiple stints in what would have been his second full season in 2008. All the way from the second season, he started hitting the injured list. And for a while, I mean, he did overcome them. If you look at his time with the Rockies from 2007 to 2014, he combined well average, well above average, sorry, well above average offense. He had 127 OPS plus with stellar defense at shortstop. He got two gold gloves and he became one of the game's most productive players with 38.2 wins above replacement over that stretch from 2007 to 2014. And you know, he's one of only five shortstops since the American League and National League merger to have at least six seasons of five wins above replacement through age 29. But in his 30s, he played just 330 games because he had a lot of IL stints and he was just injured all the time. Next up is David Wright. His final appearance in the majors was 2018. Over his first 10 seasons through 2013, David Wright 
had a 137 OPS plus, averaged 22 homers, 88 RBIs, and 18 steals per year. So his 47.2 career war put him in a top 10 all-time for third baseman through their age 30 season, ahead of Adrian Beltre, ahead of Chipper Jones, both of whom, I mean, Beltre is going to be in the Hall of Fame, and Chipper Jones is in the Hall of Fame already. But everything changed when David Wright sustained a stress fracture in his back in 2011, and he spent about two months on the injured list. And while he continued to perform at a high level over the following two seasons, he played a total of 77 games since 2015, and that's when he was diagnosed with a serious chronic back condition, and you know, that was that was really it. That was really it. Next player is Grady Sizemore. Remember him? So his final... His final appearance in the big leagues was 2015. I mean, he was still a long way from Cooperstown. He hadn't really done enough yet to warrant that. But if you look at his first four four full seasons, those were absolutely electric. I mean, he had a short debut in 2004, but then he quickly became an all-around star for the Indians. From 05 through 08, he played strong defense in center field, put together four consecutive seasons with at least 20 home runs and 20 steals. I mean, he had a 128 OPS plus over that stretch. His, his wins above replacement... During that time, was fourth among all MLB position players, behind only Albert Pujols, Chase Utley, and Alex Rodriguez. But the injuries started to interfere with him in 2009, and they only got worse from there. So he, he played at only 313 more games from 2010 on, while he endured numerous surgeries, including on both knees. So, yeah, Grady Sizemore, he was, he was great for a short period of time. He was, man, that, that dude, he was like a, like a Mookie Betts kind of player before Mookie. You know, he had that same skill set. Johan Santana is the next one. So Johan, we last saw him in the majors in 2012. So like David Wright, you know, he had something of a last hurrah with the Mets, but nobody knew it at the time. On June 1st, 2012, he threw the first no-hitter in franchise history against the Cardinals at City Field. He was only 33 at the time, and he made 10 more starts that season, but he hasn't pitched in the majors since then. Despite a bunch of comeback attempts, but before that, from 2004 to 2008, with the Twins and the Mets, he put together a Hall of Fame caliber peak. I mean, at his peak, he went 86 and 39 with a 282 ERA. That's good for a 157 ERA plus. He had more than a strikeout per inning and two American League Cy Young awards while he was with the Twins. There are a few more on this list, but you know, we'll, we'll you know, before going all the way back to because it's going. As you might not have noticed, I'm starting from the most recent players going back in history, and then I don't want it to go too far back that we stop recognizing some names. But, you know, I'll, I'll do one more, and that's going to be Nomar Garcia Parra. So he made his last appearance in the majors in 2009. He was Boston's answer to Derek Jeter at shortstop. Nomar won the AL Rookie of the Year in 97, and that was the first of four consecutive seasons where Nomar was worth at least 6.6 .6 wins above replacement. He earned back-to-back -back batting titles in 1999 and 2000. And he actually, if you listen to this, he hit 365 over those two seasons. 365 with a 1,027 OPS across those two seasons. That's absurd. But then a wrist problem cost him most of 2001. And that accounted for two of his 14 career stints on the injured list. So while Nomar did enjoy stretches of strong production throughout the next decade with the Red Sox, Cubs, Dodgers, and A's, he last played a full season in 03. His peak was was elite, though. And he he was better than Derek Jeter. You know, it was really a, 
a Red Sox-Yankees rivalry, but Nomar was better than Jeter. And we all know where Jeter is today in the Hall of Fame. But um, th th that's what the whole point of the story is. You know, these are guys who had Hall of Fame talent, but they just didn't put together a long enough career to get that consideration or to get enough consideration. So that's where we are, folks. Hope you maybe learned something or maybe I was able to help you guys remember how good some of these players were. But that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.